Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with his good friend, Dion from Dion Talk. How you doing, buddy? Howdy, Mike. Ready for round three. Yes, absolutely. This is an interesting topic. You know, what upgrades really increase rents? Uh, I have a feeling we may not agree on this one, which is always awesome. So uh, I don't know how you want to tackle this one, but when you think of upgrades that increase rent, what do you got? I, I do think we're going to be a bit different because I like to buy rent ready or mm -hmm. already occupied properties. So I'm not looking for value add. I, I don't, mm -hmm. I have a, a duplex that I purchased that was, you know, two, two bedrooms, one bath, two bedroom, one bath. Now it is three bedrooms, one and a quarter bath. I put right. in a quarter in the master. Um, and so that was a massive upgrade to the rent. Adding a bedroom is, is, is probably the biggest change I think I've done, mm -hmm. but I do small things. I have a question I ask the tenants. I, I do this on inspection walkthrough if I'm if I'm able to meet them then. Mm -hmm. If not, I do it right after with when I'm hand delivering my landlord introduction letter. Okay. Because um, I'm still small enough with only 16 units that that's not big of a time, you know, that big of a time sink. But I ask the tenant, if tomorrow you owned this place, just yeah. poof, you're the owner. What's the first thing you would change? Mm. Because I don't use my binder strategy that gets the tenant to request a rent increase right away. I wait a few months because that's my chance to vet the tenants because I didn't get to screen them when they were placed, right? I want to make sure they pay rent on time. They don't call me for trivial things. They don't get noise complaints, that kind of stuff. No tenant has ever come back and said, well, I would like to pave the driveway or I would like to do something really expensive. I think the biggest expense a tenant requested was, I would like a screen door. Mm. And I thought, well, $100 for a screen door, put a screen door in, happy tenant. And then I do small upgrades like uh, motion sensor LED lights on the exterior because my properties are all from the 80s and 90s, so they just didn't have them. Mm -hmm. And then I put in coded locks. I, mm -hmm. I do schlag coded locks. I've got a specific one I like where the batteries last a long time. Okay. Give a code to the tenant, code for me, code for handyman. Those small upgrades make the tenants understand I'm going to take care of the property. And I do, I, you know, you get your inspection report, so it's kind of like a to-do list of things to fix if mm -hmm. there is anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't do, you know, like replace the cabinets mm -hmm. or upgrade the bathrooms. I haven't done anything. I have never done a full rehab. Um, so my system is fairly simple, but I'm not shooting for getting maximum rents. I'm shooting for limiting tenant turnover while getting rents close to the area average, which is the numbers that made sense to me when I made the offer on the property. Yeah. So when I think about this question, um, there's only four things that drive increased rent, in my opinion. And then there are things I do that lower future expenses, which are interesting. But let's talk about rent. So you've already hit one of them. If you, I, one of the things I did a lot 2010 to 2012 is I bought two bedroom, one bath homes or two bedroom, two bath homes, you know, something like that, basically two bedrooms. And I tried to buy them somewhere between 950 and 1200 square feet. Because when I was searching for those, there was a pretty good opportunity to find a third bedroom, right? It didn't always work. Sometimes the layout is just so terrible. You can't find a third bedroom, but probably 70% of the time I could create a third bedroom and creating a third bedroom increases rent. Number one thing in my market to increase rent is bedroom count. Number two, it is bathrooms. If you can add a quarter or sometimes a half bath, um, you know, there's, you know, just, you know, just break it, insert it, you know, it doesn't take a lot because maybe the, the bathrooms are back to back, adds rent. Uh, number three, parking. Uh, I happen to invest in a town that has some older parts of the city that are just street parking. And then I have some that are slightly newer, but still relatively old that are carports and then garages. 
And yes, detached versus attached, there will be a slight increase. So parking is number three. And then what I found in the pandemic, this was not true until the pandemic, is, is the rear yard fenced and fenced well, right? Not falling down or and not chain link, right? So per, like private. Uh, so those are the four things that I have seen actively drive rent higher. Um, does uh, laminate flooring? No, but it saves on expenses. Does carpet in the bedrooms? No. Does new paint? No. Does new roofs? No. New windows? No. New um, mechanicals? No. But all those things may save me on expenses. But yeah, there's only four things that drive rents. Um, an extra bedroom, an extra bath or half bath, uh, parking, better parking. Like if I have street and I add a carport, that helps. If I have a carport and convert it to a garage, it helps. And then only like the last 18 months is if the backyard is fenced and private. Uh, that's, that's what I've seen. So one thing that I like that you said was you like to look for places that have a certain square footage because you think if it's two bedrooms and there's enough square footage, there's probably a third bedroom. And I've got, I have one duplex where I did that. And my single family house, I turned a carport, I permitted and added a fourth bedroom. So it became a four bedroom instead of a three. And that took the rent from 1400 to 2200. I mean, it's a massive jump for that. Big jump. And that's with uh, the housing authority. That's a section eight. Um, So thank you, Joe Samoa for the bigger pockets episode that told me to look into that. Mm-hmm. Um, bedroom count is mat- really matters for section eight. Yes. I've never had a tenant ask or care what the square footage was. Never. They, they go, what's the bedroom count? What's the bathroom count? And, and parking is important. My, my, my units are more not rural, but parking isn't so much of an issue. One of the, one of the things I say to all my friends is I'm not going anywhere where you pay for parking. Mm. So if they have an event family function and it's in a city where there's, there's metered park, I just don't go. It's not going to get me to go to that. Um, so parking is really important to tenants. That's one of the first things I do is it's, it's in my list of, you know, these are the things that I would eliminate from mm. my list. I, I like at least two bedrooms and a garage. So if there's no garage, I don't want to look, I won't buy in an HOA. I don't, I don't look for short sales because I don't want to deal with back and forth with the bank. Mm. I just want to buy Clean properties now. Yep. And I have to have at least two parking spots for each unit when I'm buying because uh in, now, just in, so i'm clear when you say parking spots that's is that garage and garage and spot or Got spot or it. exterior spot and one of my things is i want to grow i only ha- i have a couple of properties that don't have garages um but just the, the return was so good yeah. that i could justify the potential higher turnover that i'm going to experience with that um yeah have you added so, a carport or garage i know you've been bedrooms i have not yeah, so over my career, I've done a lot of bedrooms. I've done a few baths additions. I've done, I've never created a garage, but I have added carports. Like there are some older houses that for whatever reason had a carport originally and then life happened and it went away. So I've added carports back um, and that's increased rent. Again, anything, I, anything yeah. you can add. I, I have a, a triplex where there's a house with a massive two-car garage. Like a, it's, a, it's a shop. And then there's a duplex that doesn't have carport or garage, but there's enough space to put in two carports. I think that should be on my next year's. Uh, yeah, because relatively speaking, I don't know what you would do. I mean, you could do dirt, but I would probably do either stripes or just full on cement or gravel. But yeah, they're re- they're not that bad. They're, they're, there's a return there. Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look into that one. Yeah. So then again, folks, a lot of things I do are actually the lower landlord expenses. And I didn't do this for a decade right? I just used to put carpet everywhere, just put carpet. And then I realized, you know what? Carpet doesn't last long. 
So now I generally speaking will only do carpet in bedrooms unless it's a one bedroom, then it's just all laminate flooring. Like I have some apartments that are just little one ones, uh, then they get laminate flooring because it lasts longer. I do tile where there's water. So tile in the kitchen, tile in baths. Um, again, saves on um, turnover. Uh, do, um, what else do I do? Oh, I'll do uh, the, not necessarily granite, but quartz countertops instead of formica. Formica doesn't do well with water. Uh, I haven't done a formica countertop in a decade, but that was it. Once, once quartz got to just about as much as um, formica, it was just easier. They last a lot longer. I generally speaking will do undermount sinks versus on top, just because, again, I'm trying to prevent leakage. Uh, water's nasty. Water's worse than fire, uh, in my experience. So th those are things I think of. So living in Washington, water is the enemy here too. Yeah. And But it's not so much from the sinks. It's, it's from the environment. Mm. So I do LVP, the, the new, new water resistant LVP, every single room, Got kitchen, it. bathroom, bedrooms. I, I won't put carpet anywhere. The only place I have carpet is on stairs yeah, to makes sense. You know, reduce slip fall. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. But, and so LVP, it does cost more, yeah, but you do it once for, you know, five to 10 years at least where carpet yeah. is every couple of years. Yeah. LVP for me, but even, even, even in my apartments who have turnover every two and a half years, it's five or six tenants. It's, it's pretty good stuff. So yeah, very, very cool. Any other closing thoughts on this topic? Cool. Um, I think it's important to look for value add when you buy properties in order to get the rents to go up mm -hmm. and it actually, in a, in a market like today, where three or four years ago, I would tell investors, look at what the rents are now and run your numbers that way. But I've changed. I now start, I tell people, figure out what the area average rent is, and then go 10% below that to give yourself a buffer. And that's where your rents will be, because we don't have rent control here. Uh -huh. so, so within a year or so, you're going to be, with the binder, it's never not worked yet. I'm sure someday I'll find a tenant that doesn't like the idea or whatever, and I'll probably have a tenant turnover. But so far, every single time they've asked for the rent to go up. Actually, uh, I've used it on all except for three tenants now this year. Mm. And, and, and those are existing tenants who are happy about the rent increases. Nice. Um, I'm happy about the cash flow. I can handle the expenses that are coming up. And uh, the confidence to make offers on properties where I know I can get those rents up with some of these changes that we're talking about is letting me make offers on deals where I bought my duplex in May. Two investor friends said, I would never buy that. Your cash flow is terrible. <laughs> and I said, Well, I did these small things. The rent is here now and my return is over 10%. They said, Oh, I wish I had picked that up. So the flip, flipped it as soon as you prove a theory. Yeah, of course. Um, so if you know that you can get rents up to close to area average rent by just doing some of these simple things more deals will become mm -hmm. deals that hit your numbers. Yeah, do, do your work, calculate yield, make rent. I mean, it's it's all there in my spreadsheet that we talk about in the course, how to get started one rental at a time. So Dion, how can people find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom and Tuesday afternoons, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard for live sessions. Very cool, man. Thank you very much. Ciao.